What's going on? Welcome back to episode number 14 of the Look Mum, I'm Hustling podcast. We're back again. Back again. We're knee deep in lockdown at the moment. We are. But we're excited because we actually have something to do. So we get to record a podcast get today. To do a podcast. There's yeah. not much uh, YouTube video content because we're not really out there thrifting and stuff at the moment due to the Sydney lockdown. So mm-hmm. we're doing a podcast instead because we're at home and we've got nothing else to do. <laughs> well... I know we don't really have much else to do. It's because you actually have done it all worked, already. Worked so hard you already. You too efficient because we didn't think this lockdown would be extended for longer than what it has. Mm. So you're like, I'll get this out of the way. I can spend this time like redoing spreadsheets, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And you did. And you're like, I'm too efficient. Now what do I do? Far too efficient, apparently. <laughs> no, that's not the case at all. But yeah, we've got been at home for two weeks now. You've been at work and- mm-hmm. Looks like I'll probably be locked down for another two weeks. So, been trying to keep myself busy and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's been interesting. Yeah. Very different to the 2020 uh, V1, version one of the lockdowns. Yeah, because you were still working for still the working, man yeah. at the time. Yeah, now you're just working for yourself, so you have to keep yourself just occupied. for but this man. Yeah, your man. <laughs> you the man. I'm the man. <laughs> um, but yeah, but this time... Yeah, you have to, you've got your own job, have to set your own tasks, keep yourself busy, keep yourself motivated. But at least, you know what, we'll be able to clear some of the stuff that we own that we've had like sitting around for ages. A uh, very, very early preemptive spring clean. Yeah. Well, because like I've sort of like set into my head now, if we're going to be traveling in a van for a while, like what do I want to keep here? What do I want to put like possibly in storage, mm. all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, I can sort of do it early, get out of the way while we've got, well, while you've got time because I'm still Plenty off to of work. Yeah. Yeah, I've been trying to f- find things to keep myself busy. Mm-hmm. Um, had a bunch of Pokemon Vivid Voltage cards and stuff in that cupboard that I never got around to listing after we broke those last year. Oh, yeah. I had yeah. a lot of fun opening those. Yeah. And, and then, mm, and then. And then. Very good segue. It was yeah. obviously set up. <laughs> Um, listing some old basketball cards, and mm-hmm. what do you know? Our first PSA submission came back. I know, super exciting. Mm. You got that email. I think you were super shocked. You're like, oh, I got the invoice. Got the invoice. They're ready. Yeah. They're ready to be like paid some for and shipped back. Yeah, not yeah. all of them. Yeah. Just the the lovely top tier ones. Top tier ones. Top-tier expensive ones. ones. Yeah. So that was actually a really nice. Nice day to get them. You were so excited. You were like, "This is so cool." It was so this good. Is so cool. <laughs> yeah. So we bought a bunch of. Um, individual basketball cards on eBay, probably like March, April last year, 2020, mm. uh, and a few sealed boxes at the time. Don Russ Optic, trying to chase that John Morant, Zion Williamson. All those little uh, future goats. Um, but yeah, had a lot of fun opening those and sort of flipping the ones that we didn't want to keep and then keeping the Celtics ones because obviously we like the Celtics. And pulled a couple of bangers. Well, you specifically pulled a couple of bangers. You pulled a Jar Morant My House Hollow insert card, which was primo. Um, and a couple of months later, September last year, we sent them off to PSA to get graded, which is basically a company that authenticates um, the quality of the card or the leg- legitimate authenticates the legitimacy, make sure it's all legit, not a fake card, and the quality, make sure the edges and the surface and everything are all nice and neat and there's no printing mistakes and then they put in a little plastic slab yeah give it a rating and then the card can go up or down in value based on the rating you get yeah we got back a psa 10 on that one so cool and it's like 
when you started talking about it ages ago, I didn't realize like if the card was printed slightly off center, that can affect the pricing. Like there's so many of these little details mm. that can affect the pricing or the value of a card and like what it's worth. And then you're like, well, if we spend that little bit extra and get it graded and get it like nice and sealed, it can potentially like make the value rise, which I thought was awesome. So yeah. it was like a good, good investment for it. What's it's uh, encasing it in its state. So like it can't really, it can go down in value. It can break it and drop the card or yeah. catch on fire or whatever, but it's designed to retain its value at that state that's sent in. So yeah, it got a couple of nines and a couple of tens. Yeah. Oh, and it depends on the player as well. So well, yeah, yeah of course. the player could have a bad run and the, the card could go down yeah. in value. You want to send a good card in. Yeah. But you just look out for those little future goats. But that was mad getting that, that back. I can't believe. How long did it take again? So we sent those ones in September. It's now started July. So what's that? 10 months or whatever. And there's another 20-odd that are still there waiting to get graded. Yeah. They're the lower-end ones that are like like 100 to 200 US. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they'll be coming probably closer to September, around that 12-month mark. Yeah. You so, got in just in time before the wait time sort of increased as well, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. So, another thing we've been into recently, because cards become so expensive now, mm. um, the hype has gone up as well as Pokemon. It seems like it's harder to harder to get. Um, packs to open uh, from retail stores or even online, the scalpers get in. Um, you know, we've flipped a few items. We're technically scalpers in a sense <laughs> for an odd item here or there. Yeah, but um, there was always plenty there. We didn't take like the last couple. We always, um, yeah. But yeah, like the the harder to get in retail stores and then as soon as they hit the retail websites and stuff um, for like the secondary market, it's just it's so expensive. Mm. So NFTs are all the rage now. Yeah, you were... And, okay, carry on. Sorry, I was going to say, when you first mentioned, I was like, what the hell is this? And it's like the whole concept behind it is so cool. It's like just digital art work to begin with. But yeah, it's just branched off so much more from there. Well, yeah, well, basically it started, the transition was from the basketball cards to the NBA Top Shot. Yeah. Which is an NFT, which is the subject of today's episode episode yeah just a little we're not experts on nfts we're just like super interested mm-hmm. in like what it's about like the potential of it just how interesting it is so we just thought we'd do like a mini man we can't even cover everything no today way. anyway like we've just brushed the surface but yeah definitely the top shot was the gateway the into gateway. into nfts but top shot would have to be it's even it's probably one of the most popular ones anyway it is definitely the mo- one of the most popular ones. Um, so basically, we'll run break, break it down for people what it is. So mm. um, I guess the like I said, we got it got into it from having basketball cards. It's basically a digital version of a basketball card, but it's not a static like, image like a card would be. It's it's, like like, a- it's called a moment. So it's like a little highlight video clip, five second reel of like crazy dunk mm-hmm. or a layup or whatever it assists yeah. a cool play. For my uh, non-sport nerdy friends out there, it's a bit like the Harry Potter photos. So, like, they have a bit of movement Ooh, in them. So, it's like go. a snapshot in time. A non-sport reference. Yeah, just for muffins out there. Um, but, yeah, it's like it's a like a movement of a photo, which is pretty cool. So it's like with a little it's gif sport, almost. Yeah, like, exactly, like a gif. So, it's like a cool dunk and all that kind of stuff. And I remember you sort of talking about, like, the future of where that could go is, like, you could create your own, like, fantasy team with all these, like, cool actions and all that kind of stuff, which is mad. Yeah, so it seems very weird at first, and then you get into it, and then it becomes a bit more intriguing and exciting. 
Um, but it, they, the, we'll start off with the NBA top shot. It works very similar in terms of the way you get your moments or own them. Um, it's the same as buying on eBay or like opening a pack. Uh, you can obviously buy individual ones or like I said, packs where you can open them up and you get a lottery or a chance at potentially getting a crazy one or a couple of duds. Yeah, you get a lot, you get a lot of duds. Uh, it's not that bad. We've been made profit on most of them mm. for sure. Like you don't really lose that much money yet. Um, the more the more it's not financial advice as well. Don't don't put your money into NBA Top Shop because it probably will go down. You know, it's 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 like investing in anything, whether it's like yeah. the stocks, crypto, it's all that kind of we stuff. Should, we should have mentioned at the start. Yeah, like it's it is always a gamble. So just you know, do your research, all that kind of stuff, but. Because you're a big fan of NBA, it just seemed like a natural transition to like go 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 get into it. Really, yeah. So like the initial question you will probably have is like, why are these any different to normal cards? How are they going to keep their value or go? You know, what's going to potentially make them rise in value? There's no point sort of putting money into an investment like that or a collectible like that if you don't think it's really going to retain or grow in value. So it comes down to the serial number, the number of them. So obviously, what fuels, you know, a lot of economies and is supply and demand scarcity drives the price. So the number of um, moments or like the number of times it's minted, I believe, is the correct terminology. Yep, heard that being thrown around. Yeah, specific moment um, will then determine how rare it is, whether Mm -hmm. it's a thousand of them made or. 10,000 and that will determine the price. Um, so there's a lot of like really interesting factors that go into play into NBA Top Shot. So, for example, this morning I got a pack, it was $14. Yep. US. Um, I got two decent ones I didn't really want necessarily that were had higher serial numbers, so they weren't worth as much. So one of them was like a 12,000. Um, addition, so they yep. made twelve thousand of them. I had like a ten thousand, so it wasn't right. super low. Mm-hmm. You want something super low? Um, obviously, anything under like a hundred would be crazy. That's pretty cool, yeah. Or like a really unique number, or a jersey number. If their jersey number is like fifty-five, and you get a number fifty-five, yeah, that's going to potentially make it more valuable. Um, so a lot of numerology at play in NBA Top Shot. Yeah, well, very very similar to actually the physical cards. So you know they'll make. You know, like the hollows and stuff, there's not as many, so they're more rare, yeah. more expensive. And or if you get like their number, like two out of 15, you know, that's going to be worth a little bit more as well. So very similar premise, but just the digital version, which well, is kind of cool. Similar to like the PSA grading as well. 100%, like, if yeah. If it's a PSA 10, mm-hmm. I guess you could equate it to um, a moment that's numbered between 1 and 100, then a PSA 9, but perhaps 100 to 1,000. Yeah. It works its way back, but like- the value does change depending on the scarcity, I guess, is the, the main point. Yeah, 100%. So, that's sort of how uh, we got into NFTs. Mm-hmm. Um, I buy a pack every couple of weeks, flip some. There's cool challenges. So, if you have collect a certain number of players, um, if you hold them for a certain amount of time, you're rewarded with like a cool prize at the end. Um, and then you can choose whether to flip that. There's a lot of economics at play Yeah. Um, when different packs are released and whatnot. The market goes up and down. But- that's just like, like you said, the gateway to yeah, NFTs. That's 100%. just like the very, very basic yeah. intro to Topshop. But we want to go deeper into that. Yeah. 
and especially with the challenges as well. So depending on how many people participate in the challenge depends on how many of that card that you get at the end there is. So just say if there's only 300 people, there's only 300 of that card. So you got a better a better odd of getting a, a one or a two or a three or a four. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And that's it's fun. Yeah. That's mad. Like it's and then There's people that have made a lot of money on there, but it's also tanking at the moment. So obviously do your own research with mm-hmm. any sort of crypto or NFT endeavor, but let's move on. Um what you've done a bit of research in the last couple of days since we've decided to talk about this topic. Yeah. Should we just break down what NFTs are? Like obviously we just brushed over it very briefly. Let's go for like a quick one minute. Mm-hmm outline of what nft is so it stands yeah. for non-fungible tokens all right so yeah. <laughs> you've probably heard of this already like this was hyped up in february yeah and that's now july obviously a lot of the hype mm-hmm. is dying off but i think it's there's potential for this um a lot of these projects to last long term for sure yeah so non-fungible token yes we've gone all over the place here. i know i know <laughs> so it's a bit so what like- is a fun fun something fungible is something you can trade for like something exactly the one same. For one for one. dollar so, note to one dollar note. Exactly. Trade equal value. You can trade them back and forth. Yeah. And like my understanding of like NFTs in general is a bit like crypto and like the blockchain and everything. Everything is like traceable. Like everything has like a transaction. You yeah. can see that it's a little bit more open source. So when you apply, which is what I sort of liked, when you apply art to it, you're you're jumping way too far oh, too, ahead. Too far ahead. Oh, way too oh, far. We're, right. we're defining non-fungible right now. <laughs> I'm getting a little so bit too fun- far ahead. Fungible is something you can transfer. As you, there's an exact equivalent, you can transfer one to one dollar note to a dollar note. Um, I don't know heaps of heaps of things. Yeah, humans like we're not fungible because I can't tra- trade an exact you for an exact another you. Right, that, that is true. We're so it's one about of trading unique things. Mm-hmm. So therefore, there's unique values applied to like each indiv- individual thing. So that's non-fungible. So yeah. you can't trade for the exact same thing, basically. I hope that, that makes sense. Yeah. So because like fungible means you can do one for one. You can replace it. But yeah. because it's non-fungible, you can't replace yeah. it. So it's unique. It's a one-off. Whether it's, yeah. Yeah. Like like in this example for Top Shot, it has mm-hmm. a different serial number attached. means there's not two of them that are both numbered number one. Yeah. So it might be the same photo, but they all have a different number, so, which yep. makes them unique. Yep. Yeah. Cool. That's defining non-fungible. Yeah. Token is just like a representation or- Of like a money, um, like a monetary value to it. So a bit like games tokens, things like that. Yeah. They've just, it's like, so non-fungible token, it's like a non-fungible like a monetary little, item. Just a thing. Yeah. Just a token. Yeah. Just, yeah. They just- just little things. Yeah, but it creates like monetary value to it as well. Okay, now we can go where you were going to go. Right. What were you saying? Right. So, with the whole idea of NFTs, something that really sort of brought it into limelight or made it popular was like artists getting behind it. So, whether it was like visual artists or music artists, all that kind of stuff, like it's sort of celebrities and everything started to get involved in that way. But I can sort of see why it attracted a lot of visual artist is and it actually reminded me i might be jumping again too far and ahead but you remember that documentary what was it called hold on don't know what it was called it was called oh man i just had it before it was a movie about artists oh major look okay about uh selling fraudulent art and fake art and stuff exactly yeah so while sort of researching or looking into nfts in the art world it made me think of that because there was this big cool documentary on netflix and 
these paintings were all counterfeit, but they couldn't tell and they had all these fake documents and things like that. But if you had an NFT, you can't counterfeit it because you can see, yeah, like, like I said, it's traceable. So you can see where it originated from, its transaction history. So you know, yeah, it's traceable. So it's always got that signature to it. Yeah. There's no fraudulence. No. No fraudulency at all. And that's why, like, some of the now the digital NFT art is going and selling for even more than actual physical art, which it's, is mental. It's provable. Yeah, exactly. I think the biggest one, where was it? I had it here. Biggest what? Sale? Yeah, the biggest, like, art sale, which is crazy. By, like, the. <laughs> he's, like, the most unassuming looking dude. I think, yeah, he's just, like, he looks a little nerdy, that kind of thing. But, yeah, he's just, like, got glasses and he's just, like, a digital marketer or digital designer for, like, things like Versace or some kind of those, yeah. like, high-end fashion brands. Yep. Um, right, I had his name before. I'm Beeple. terrible at it. Beeple? Beeple. Beeple. And he sold it sort of, like, 69 69- Million dollars, right? Yeah. Like it's crazy. Super mental. Like it's, and that's like how much like physical artwork can go for as well. And like he has the top two highest selling NFTs at the moment. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting space. That's like one example. That's like the extreme of the extreme. Oh, yeah. That's like the top tier. But like basically, like, I don't know if we've, like, really summarized this well or not. Hopefully we have. If you haven't, <laughs> we apologize. Yeah. But NFTs, non-fungible tokens, they're pieces of unique art mm-hmm. that are digital. You can't own them physically. Um, and you can trade them, buy and sell them um, on the internet. On the internet. And you can trace them back and things like that So, there's a whole, well. whole range of NFTs um, from people like Beeple, where they're, like, mm-hmm. unique one-off, pe- like, truly one-off pieces. Yeah. Um, like, paint, like digital paintings or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other spectrum where there's, like... People like you can create them. <laughs> well, not like me, but, like, more of, like, uh, a marketplace, like Topshot. Like, Beeple's just, like, a single, like, if you think of him, like, as, a, like, a loner artist, painter dude by himself, yeah. flips his artwork. Then there's the whole brands that are creating whole marketplaces of like hundreds of NFTs or thousands of them in that one world or game in a lot of ways. Yeah. So it's like an NFT auction house or like an NFT eBay. You sort of can go shopping or well, bid like, on- It's like ca- characters basically. Yeah. So like- Oh, the characters. Yeah. The character ones. So mm. like we started off, um, well, you started off researching a bit. Crypto Kitties was one of the, the, first. the first NFTs. And they're mm-hmm. basically little- 2D animated avatars mm-hmm. of like cats, um, and they all basically have the same shape and outline, and then just their like colors and outfits change, like accessories, things like so that. So yeah. they're basically like you'd think of in-game video game characters, yeah, like, like an how avatar. you can customize them and stuff, just avatars, yeah, and they're just called Crypto Kitties. Mm. And then obviously you see a little Crypto Kitty with a mohawk or something, you can sort of mentally ascribe a personality to that kitty perhaps or you might connect with a kitty and then Mm. use him for your own social media avatars what sort of people do with them yeah and that's the whole other side of nfts in terms of the art world is like Mm. the marketplace or the gamification of nfts yeah that's cool yeah because you do have the avatar version but yeah you've got the way you can solo artists like doing their own thing exactly yeah but like you were talking and i never even knew that there was like gaming version of nfts which is like mad yeah Yeah. you said there's like a big one in indonesia indonesia so we had a look at earlier i think it's called axie infinity Mm -hmm. um Going crazy right now. It's like the second biggest after Top Shot, isn't it? I or think it just, uh, this week, I think it was doing more sales volume than Top Shot, but yeah. 
don't know too much about the actual economics mm-hmm. behind it all. They're both like two two of the biggest, yeah. But it's basically just a some sort of strategy game, I guess. I didn't really look into too much about how the game worked. Um, but the NFTs are like the in-game characters and skins and resources and stuff in the game are sort of the NFT representations. Mm. Um, and there's actually people that are renting, I believe, NFTs that they own to other players in the game. So if you own, I don't even know what the game's about, fighting, let's just say there's a crazy sword yep. that costs $10,000 for you to buy. And it only can do like maybe one, one or two or particular two. challenges and you need it to complete to get like, I guess, something even better. You, you can rent it out to someone for a given amount of time so they can complete it and they just pay you. So they're essentially renting an NFT for you for a given amount of time, yeah, which it's- is really interesting when you, when you talk about the earlier, the um, traceability and everything. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that you can't really do on Top Shot right now. If I want to complete a challenge and I need something that you have to complete my challenge, you can send it to me, but there's no re- there's no way of you tracking that and getting that back off me once I've sort of borrowed it and want to give it back. Yeah. I can just keep it and steal it mm. because there's no mechanism or what they call a smart contract in place that says, hey, I'm going to lend this NFT to this person for X amount of time and when it finishes, it needs to be returned back to my wallet. So in this game, you can actually rent things out to people, and I'm guessing there's smart contracts in place that say after four days of this person having it, I need it back. Yeah, that makes sense. No, it does. Like I thought that was such a cool idea because I remember you saying there's so many different NFTs out there. So you've got these platforms where you can buy and sell and all that kind of stuff. But with Top Shot, it's exclusively within Top Shot, so you don't have anything sort of guaranteed if you swap. Like you're gonna get it back. You but- can you can gift things. So I can send you as a gift. Yeah, but like you, I can't re- like do anything once it's there. Once it's in your wallet, it's in it's in there. Yeah, but I like the idea of having that contract so you can get yeah. it back, and you, that's like written into the blockchain, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. that's again, we're not blockchain or crypto e- NFT no, experts. No. I, I Very I fundamental knowledge. <laughs> I like to try and we like to try and break it down into like easy to understand terms mm-hmm. of how our brains would comprehend it. Yeah. Um, that's basically a smart contract. It's just like, same as like a verbal contract. Mm-hmm. but Like a like, rental agreement. Same thing. Yeah. Like there'll be rental agreements with smart contracts in the future. Oh, it's like when we hired or, yeah, rented the van. So, you know, signed that like online contract, you know, got the keys for it, mm. did our thing, gave the keys so back. basically all yeah. of that can be... Um, digitalized digitalized and yeah. authenticated on the blockchain yeah customer x had the van for mm-hmm. 46.8 hours they went over kilometers by this much it automatically triggers like some sort of invoice or whatever yeah. and it's a good like little like another little side hustle as well because like you would i guess buy it maybe rent it out to pay it off if you're paying a little bit extra or you can make some extra money just from it in general so that Axie affinity thing where you can rent out Again, we like richly read, read like one paragraph. Of this. But <laughs> like as far today. as I understand it, you can rent out more valuable items that you own to other players to fulfill tasks and stuff, which is kind of cool when you think about it. Mm-hmm. That's just in one game. Yeah. So like the whole thing that we're trying to do and a lot of other people our age are trying to do is, you know, go and hustle your ass off to get some sort of financial freedom, mm-hmm. which essentially means building your assets to have income coming in. 
Yeah. And this is potentially another way of garnering some income, not making an NFT and trying to sell it for $10,000 or a million dollars. But if no. you can own some sort of NFT that has a utility, because that's what it all comes down to. Like the art is awesome. You can collect art. You can like artists. But like the next wave of NFT is- Does it have another purpose? Does it have another purpose? Can it be used, I don't know, for a rental agreement or for some real world application? Yeah. So like that's the- That's like the next thing. Yeah. Like it's- And like we said, we've only literally just like brushed the surface. We've only like doubled our toes in this. Like there's so much more. But just- the potential of like where it can go. Like, I feel like it has more flexibility, more movement than just like just normal cryptocurrency, if that makes sense. This is like, it's a little bit more exciting. It's a little bit more visual. It's a little bit more engaging. Like it's very involved. And you said the community is very involved as well, well isn't there's, it? There's, that's the thing. It's so diverse. Like crypto is more about like building up a currency or an idea, I guess, and trying to obviously get your stocks to grow and then have applications and stuff stuff that run, like cool programs that run. Yeah. That do everything from finance to like whatever. But NFTs is like, like you said, the art version. Like mm. there's movies that are coming out that are like NFT first movies. There's, I think Katy Perry's got music coming out. Yeah. Twitter's I mean- giving out NFTs. Like it's it's now- it's gone from the world from the artists, like mm-hmm. the, pardon me, the underground sort of artists. Yeah. And then it's going to move into- Mainstream. Like celebrity artists. Yeah. Well, Grimes, she's into, a huge one that's yeah. into it as well. And then it's like when the brands come in. Yeah. Like when's Coca-Cola going to- Have an NFT. NFT, you, you know, every, Nike, t- every time Adidas. you have a Coke, you scan a QR code. When you have a thousand QR codes, you get- a Coke coin, and then with five Coke coins, you can buy a, a Coke NFT or something. Well, I was saying this the other day. So, like, with Topshot and, like, NBA cards, imagine if they had, like, a like a brand deal or a partnership with, like, the – I was about to say Panini. Panini. Yeah, Panini. Um, Panini, and they then, already do their own NFTs. Pardon? They already do? Oh, I was going to say. they're just, like, static cards. I haven't looked into them too much. They're just, like, yeah. static. The same as, like, a – Cardboard card, but yeah. just digital. I was going to say, or like if you get like a special moment that's attached to it. So like, you know, when you used to buy, or not used to, when you buy vinyl, you also get like the MP3 version code. So like when you get a card or when you buy like a cool box well, that's, or a pack, that's you get like a do. code for like a cool moment. So that's what- And it creates like more engagement and people over to the platform. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what it's all about, engagement. Because if someone's going to buy an NFT, they need to see, have attachment to it and will see value in it like going up. and. Yeah. If it's just something that sits there and doesn't really do much, it needs evolvability, which yeah. a lot of them do do have. Like I have a Lamelo Ball NFT. Lamelo Ball is like a rookie from this year's um, NBA class. It looks so odd too. <laughs> he played for Wollongong Hawks for a little bit. Yeah. Um, his rookie of the year. He made his own NFTs. It's just mm-hmm. basically him spinning around with like a basketball globe in his hand. Yeah. And they are dynamic as far as I'm aware. So they're not they they're gonna evolve over time. Right. So, so is that why it's almost like a blank canvas and then it's gonna grow? I don't know if it's gonna evo- like evolve like visually. Right. Like it's gonna be different colors. It's more they can attach different metadata and stuff on the back end of the blockchain mm-hmm. to increase its value. Gotcha. So there's I think if you have one of his higher end ones. 
if you had bought it before he was announced as Rookie of the Year, it was like a certain status. And then when, once he was announced Rookie of the Year, they were attaching um, other attributes to the actual NFT. So it's dynamic. It can evolve and have stuff added to it over time to increase its value. So there's like, it's it's crazy to think about like what else can happen in the future. Like, yeah. Because that's, sim- that's like compounding almost. Like the NFT is compounding with other more data over time. Yeah. And then it's like almost like interest on the NFT. That makes sense. It's kind of, I've said that a lot of times. Does that make sense? No, and like not does. much of this has. Yeah. I think it's more of like, we're trying to still make sense with it, with each other as well. Like it's, I've only just sort of like started to grasp, like I'm very, a visual type of person. So that's why I sort of see it more in the art terms, but because you're quite the NBA fan, yeah. you have a lot more experience with the top shot. Well, the, like you said, with the physical stuff, getting mm. something physical would be cool with the NBA top shot. What they're trying to do is have it. So if you have a certain number of moments in your like wallet or collection, you can get like backstage pass to one of the, at one of the games or locker room access, or you can get merchandise. Yeah. Access to like limited edition merchandise for holding a certain number of their NFTs. So yeah. that's where like brands are going to come in. Content creators can come in if you're a big enough creator. Like Kim Kardashian can make. Well, Logan Paul already made his own ones. Well, he made the Pokemon like ripoff yeah. ones, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you've got like big entrepreneurs like Gary Vee has got his own ones as well. Yep. So like there's potential to make if you've got the platform for it there's potential to make your own ones and get money but the biggest thing is like the utility the utility and the engagement so people buying selling using it that's the thing or demand really yeah Mm. no it's crazy very interesting and i think we've only just only just scraped the surface here sarah like it's there's something at least every week new with nfts i know every day you jump on on twitter and you're going to be flooded and obviously like it isn't a huge bubble i think I think well, same as like two point five bubble investing bubble. Yeah. like it's there's heaps of bubbles out there. This I think NFTs uh, has done two point five billion dollars in sales in the first half of twenty twenty one. Oh, two point five billion, and it was like fifteen million for like last year. Jeez, so it's like gone up dramatically, and like May and June has dropped off quite a bit, but it's mm-hmm. it's spiking up again in July based on our limited sort of brief research. <laughs> And the big spike is actually due to that Axie Infinity game. So Right, yeah. It depends if that's going to sort of blow up elsewhere outside of Indonesia. So don't crucify us if any of the info here is incorrect. This is sort of like a whirlwind of knowledge for us and obviously yeah. for you guys. But It's just us figuring out. Trying, We're not trying experts. To figure, trying to figure out the digital, digital world. But yeah, the digital world. But it's just, we just find it exciting. It's interesting. Like it's just, it's just because there's so much. Too much to wrap there. your head around. Too yeah, much. There's heaps out there. But it's cool. I like I like the potential of like where it could go and just yeah, everything all digital and especially in this COVID world that we're in where we can't go to art galleries, we can't go to music concerts, we can't, you know, you know, experience some of those rare things that happen, you can have a digital version. Yeah. Mm. And the best thing is it doesn't cost any once you bought it, it doesn't cost anything. Yeah. Everything here, if this cupboard was full of real basketball cards. Yeah. I gotta buy stuff to store them. I gotta like, buy a safe, buy protective seals. I gotta mm-hmm. put them into storage at some point. Blah blah blah. This is all just digital. Yeah, it's all digital. Pull up, pull up a website. Yeah, oh, yeah. traceable. <laughs> traceable, fully traceable. Fully traceable. All right, I think we'll wrap it up there because that's we jumped all over the place. I know. And we need to do more research as always. But we do. 
we're here to learn with you guys and yeah. share our layman terms. Exactly. Or we might do a little bit maybe later on a more in depth episode on something in particular or I think what a, this is a good idea is like a brief intro. Like in, NFTs have been like hyped up since like January, February. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure everyone's heard about them. Um We've been sort of keeping an eye on things here and there, me more so on the NBA Top Shot side of yeah. things. Um, but I'm keen to follow some more projects and stuff, so maybe we can um, go a bit more specific and interview some important people behind projects. Yeah. Some Even- re- maybe we can interview a real crypto kitty. Ooh, I was about to say, like, anyone that can afford one of those fancy avatars. If like- you can afford a... <laughs> A board ape yacht club. If you're a board ape yacht, yacht club guy with a thirty thousand dollar monkey, yeah, or a cyber a cyberpunk, you're a cyberpunk, hit yeah. us up and we'll have you on. Yeah, we'd love to like I don't know, pick your brain about it all. Like it's so exciting and so crazy. Like also very terrifying. A lot, yeah, lot of money being thrown around. It is. We're trying to be. Yeah, we won't. We won't go into there. We just we haven't spent any money. No, we will put like a hundred bucks. <laughs> Maybe a couple more. Yeah. All right. We'll wrap it up there. Thank you guys for listening to episode number 14. Yeah. Thank you for hanging out with us. Always enjoy having these chats. Until next time. See you guys in the next one. Keep making your mum proud. Definitely. Oh, and don't forget to like and subscribe and all that kind of mojo. Oh, and leave a review as well. Leave a review because that will help us rank up in the algorithm Mm -hmm. and help your friends hear us because if you don't share us... That's potentially the only way they will. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Just show you to friends, see if they like Watch us or not. Works. All yeah. right. Thanks, guys. See <laughs> Stay ya. Stay safe and thank you. See ya.